Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews master financial coach, public speaker, entrepreneur, and author, Karen Ford. Karen's mission is to inspire others to rid themselves of debt and build wealth and break the shackles of debt. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have master financial coach, Karen Ford of karenford.org. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Gabby. My pleasure. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Let's get started by why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and um, became a master financial coach. Well, first of all, I need to say that I'm a registered nurse and some people think, wow, how did that happen? (laughs) I haven't practiced as a nurse for several years. I actually had a friend of mine tell me, you are really good with numbers and really good with money. I think you ought to get some more training in that. So I did, I pursued that, I became a master financial coach and I actually quit nursing. Uh, I enjoy helping people and the way I look at it, Gabby, is as a nurse, I helped people get healthy physically, but as a master financial coach, I help people get healthy financially, which also will help them get physically healthy. Uh, Because if you don't have money and you have debt and you're living hand to mouth or with the price of gas and everything else going up right now, that can be a real stressor, cause high cholesterol, high blood pressure, lots of different things can occur because of stress. Absolutely. Lots of mental stress that goes on with uh, money. Money is, as they say, the root of all evil. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So you became a master financial coach to help people do what with their money? I want to help them take control of their money. Actually, I don't know if you know this statistic, but seven out of 10 people, 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And when you look at that, that's a little scary. That's over half. That means if there's 10 people in a room, seven of them are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's scary to me. I want to see people take control of their money and one of the ways people control their money is with a budget. And I always know if people are budgeting or not, because if someone has money in their wallet at the beginning of the week, and at the end of the week, they look in their wallet and think, wow, what happened to all that money that was in there? Chances are 99.9% of the time, they're not budgeting. Because if you budget, you know exactly where your money is going because you decide where it's going to go. Another way I know it was tax time, right? Uh, We had to pay Uncle Sam or receive money from Uncle Sam, hopefully, April 15th. But if you receive that W-2 in the mail or from your employer, they hand it to you and you open it up and think, wow, I made a lot of money. What happened to that money I made this year? You're not budgeting. People that budget their money each and every month know exactly where their money is going. And exactly how much comes in as well. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So what is the number one way that people can take control of their money? Budget. I know it almost sounds like a four-letter word, but honestly, a budget can be your best friend because you're deciding. And, and so many people have 
uh, wrong thoughts and wrong ideas about a budget. They think, oh, they're going to be living on rice and beans or bread and water, and they can never go out to eat or they can never take a vacation. And that is not the case at all. You can take a vacation, you can buy a new car, you can go out to eat 20 times this month if you want to. But the point is you decide this month before the month begins on the first are you gonna go out three times this month? Are you gonna go out once this month? You're gonna decide how much money you're gonna spend. So you can decide, you know, you wanna spend $100 on a meal uh, every other day, you can do that. Your pocketbook might not like that, depending on how much money you have coming in, but you're the one who sets the budget. You wanna eat steak every day? You can eat steak every day, but you have to put it in your budget. You set the budget the way you want. Maybe one month you're not gonna go out to eat and next month you're gonna go out to eat three or four times. You decide what that's gonna be. So if we take it back to bare bones, let's, let's bring it back to the seven out of 10 people that have never budgeted before, have no <laughs> idea where their money is going right. and they're living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. How do they even start? to budget? Where do they even go? How do they even know? I mean, they probably don't even know what a budget really is. Like you're looking at your money and going, I have no clue where my money is, where it's going, what I'm spending it on, or why? Where do they even begin to start? Okay. Well, first of all, you need to know how much income you have each month. How much is your take-home pay? All right. So we start with that. Then we get out, yes, a piece of paper and a pen, yes. <laughs> and you start writing down, what are your bills? Whether you have a mortgage or rent, what is that payment each month? Do you have a car payment? Do you have student loans? They're like a yapping dog at your heels. They seem to never go away. <laughs> credit card debt, what's your minimum payment on your credit cards? And then utilities basically don't really change a whole lot. Usually your rent, your mortgage is amount is going to stay the same you know pretty much your utilities are going to be around about the same amount each month you jot down all of your debts and then you also have to budget for food maybe you have no idea how much you spend on food a good rule of thumb is how many people are in your house if it's only you you can budget 50 to 70 dollars per week for food. That's a safe number. Now, if you have four people in your house, 50 to $70. So you're going to spend 200 to, if I can multiply right, <laughs> 200 to $280 a month for your household if there's four people. A good way of doing that is 50 to $70 per person per week. That's how you budget for food. And then you got to figure out how much gasoline you use. You jot down all of those figures and tally them up. Now, we hope that that amount that you add up is going to be less than what your take-home pay is. And prayerfully, it's going to be less and you'll have some money left over, which you decide where that's going to go. I always tell people, let's say you budget 
you create that budget, you wrote down what your take home pay is, and then you write down all of your debts, utilities, food, gas, all of it, the whole kit and caboodle. And let's say you have $400 or $300 left over. You have to assign that money. Where do you want it to go? Because this has happened a lot. People have money left over, but if they don't assign where they want that money to go, it's going to leave you and you will not know where it went. I actually coached a young man one time. He was 25 or 26 years old, had our first coaching session over the phone. And I thought, man, I cannot figure out where all his money is going because he didn't have a lot of debt. But he, and he had a good income. And I, I just looked, I, well, I didn't look at him. I was talking through the phone. I just said, do you drink coffee? And he said, yeah. And I said, do you make it at home? And he said, no. I thought, aha, this is where it is. I said, how do, how do you purchase your coffee? He said, I drive through Starbucks every day. Uh, what do you get? Okay. How much does that cost you? So we tallied it up and I said, every day on your way to work, he said, yeah. How many days a week do you work? Five days a week. He was spending 300 to $350 every month on coffee. And I, you know, I, all I did was I added it up and, but he didn't realize it because he was using a debit card or a credit card, what have you. It was a mindless transaction. He had no idea how much he was spending on that Starbucks. I said, do you want to adjust that? Because people will adjust, but they don't want to change. So we use the word adjust. And he said, yes, I do. And I said, what are you willing to do? I can tell you what I want you to do, but if you come up with what you're willing to do, chances are you're going to stick with it. He said, I think I'm going to make coffee at home and I will only get my Starbucks every Friday. So he was able to hack away at how much money he was spending every month on coffee. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about spending more than we make and debt. So yeah. a lot of people have debt. I think it's the American way. Um, <laughs> and that is also a huge, huge stressor, I know for sure. Uh, how, what are some steps to demolishing debt, obviously, other than uh, one you just described? So getting rid of things like the extra coffee, which... Yeah. I, I have a funny meme that I posted the other day. It was, uh, I didn't drink or I didn't get my Starbucks today and I walked to work. So I should be able to buy a house today or something like that, which was kind of funny because, you know, they say stop drinking, going out to buy your coffee and you should be able to save money, which is true, but obviously it takes a lot of time. So what are some steps to helping to demolish debt? Well, we already discussed cutting out maybe all the Starbucks that you're purchasing, but you can also adjust your utilities a little bit. Before you leave for the day, if you're using air conditioning right now, pop it up three or four degrees before you leave the house because there's no sense in cooling a home uh, or a pet. I'm not asking you to cook your pet by any means, but there's no reason to to keep it so cool when you're not there for eight, 10, 12, 14 hours. And then you can adjust it when you come home. Same way with heat in the winter time, uh, turn it down while you're not there so that the furnace or the heat isn't running while you're gone. Those are simple ways of doing that. Uh, another way to save money is to meal plan. That's a big deal because if you go to the grocery store every two or three days, you're spending a lot of money on groceries. I coached a couple one time, they were spending um, 
Lord have mercy. It was a husband and a wife and a two-year-old. Now a two-year-old isn't going to eat that much. By the time we checked to see about restaurants, they were not brown bagging their lunch. They were eating in the cafeteria at work every day. And they were going to the grocery store every two or three days. They were spending $1,600, $1,700 a month on food. Whew. And so they adjusted their restaurant to twice a month. They brown bag every day, except on Fridays. And they go to the grocery store once a week and they meal plan. That's a big cutter right there is a meal plan planning. Now, another way to demolish debt, and this is what we call the snowball effect. You make a list of all of your debts. Now, I'm not talking utilities. I'm talking credit card, student loan, car payment. If you bought furniture, you know, 90 days, same as cash or payment, something like that. Jot all of those down from smallest amount of debt to largest amount of debt. So let's say the smallest debt you have is a credit card with a $100 balance on it and your payment is $50 a month. Okay, great. So in two months, it's paid off. Now, some people are tempted to spend that $50 since they don't have that payment any longer on that credit card. But what I advise is you paid off that credit card. So instead of pocketing or spending that $50 on yourself, you now take that $50 payment that you no longer have and apply it to the next debt along with its minimum payment. So let's say the next debt is $100 a month on furniture. Well, now instead of paying $100 a month, you're going to pay $150 a month. You're going to pay that off. Now you got rid of that. Now you're going to add the $150 a month to the next debt, which possibly is a car payment. It's a debt snowball. And the reason that we do it that way is because People, you know, we live in a fast paced society. We want things now. We press our phone and buy something, Amazon Prime. You have it the next day. We have drive through fast food, drive through coffee. I'm surprised there's not a drive through church, <laughs> but Amazon now you can. Oh, there definitely the there's drive through church, drive through oh, chapels. <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, you. absolutely. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> you, know, you know, you can get something on your doorstep with Amazon now within an hour. So, we want to see change quickly. Otherwise, we're not going to stick with the plan. So it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. You start with that smallest debt first, because as soon as that's gone, you're going to feel so good about yourself. And you're going to think, wow, this really works. I'm going to stick with it because we need a quick win under the belt, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. So how can someone build wealth? So let's say we've paid off our debt, we've cut our expenses, and now we want to build wealth. What can we do to build wealth, especially if we're not making six figures? Okay, that's a great question. Honestly, to tell you the truth, it's there's several ways to build wealth. And I know some people are thinking, wow, I only have $100 extra every pay. How is that going to build wealth? You'd be surprised. It's little things that add up over time. So if you don't already have some type of retirement plan, whether it's a Roth IRA, regular IRA, 401k, whatever it is, start investing for your retirement because you're not too young to start. The sooner, the better. Whether it's $50 every pay, $100 every pay, check with your employer as well because a lot of times your employer will offer, if you put money in a retirement plan, we'll match you up to 3% or 4%. That is free money. Let them match you at least that amount. 
and they'll take it out of your pay before you get paid. And hindsight's 2020. It's out of sight, ever out of mind. You are not going to miss it. Trust me. Even if it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks every pay, you're not going to miss it. So let them do that. So get ready for retirement and start that now. If your employer doesn't have a plan like that, then get together with somebody. There's lots of them out there. There's Fidelity, there's Aflac, there's Edward Jones. There's all different kinds of companies. Contact, their job is to teach you. This is the way to go. This is how you should do it, but let them educate you. Don't you put money in their hands and just let them do with it whatever they want because that's your money. So make sure that they teach you. So getting ready for retirement, that's a great way. The second way is the stock market. Now I know some people are thinking, ah, the stock market, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and every area that I'm talking to you about investment, I do myself. There's lots of different stocks out there. I do not advise penny stocks. You may as well spin a roulette wheel because there's thousands of penny stocks out there. Go on TD Ameritrade or some other stockbroker where you can uh, check out the stocks. There's lots of stocks uh, in companies that uh, are doing very well right now, and the U.S. economy is not affecting, affecting them. So the stock market, and then another great way, which I absolutely love, is real estate. Real estate is a big, big money maker. Doesn't matter where you live, <laughs> although it does, because, uh, you know, if you live somewhere nobody wants to live, then you're going to have a hard time trying to flip a house or buy and sell. But I actually bought a property about seven years ago uh, for $10. <laughs> which was really interesting. Uh, do you have time for me to tell you how I did it? Sure, sure. Okay, every state has what we call a state auditor office. And what happens is if people don't pay their property taxes, the state auditor office will, they take those properties because now they have them on their books, they got to get rid of them. Now you'll have to check your particular state, but here in my state of West Virginia, Every year they have a state auditor auction and they list it by counties and there will be pages of properties. They'll put a date and a time and location of when the auction is gonna occur and you go and you bid, it's an auction. Now, I learned my, from my mistake, but I bought this particular property for $10 sight unseen. Clue number one, nobody else bid against me. So that should have been a clue to me why nobody else bid. <laughs> But I finally got the deed. And when I saw where the property was, it was a mobile home on a lot, okay? Uh, but there was a very large sign on this mobile home that said, do not enter. This was a meth house. And I thought, oh, Lord, how am I going to get rid of you? Because you can't live in it. You can't let anybody live in it. But I thought, okay, well, somebody's going to want it. So I posted it on yard sale sites on Facebook. And I put the price tag on there and I made it very clear, you cannot live in it, it's uninhabitable, it was a meth house, but you are purchasing it with the land and you'll have the land after you remove this mobile home. And I sold it and I made money on it. So, but I advise <laughs> if you're gonna buy properties, you wanna make sure that you go set your eyes on them before you make that purchase. <laughs> 
Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea, uh, for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't know if here, here in Phoenix, the market is really, really hot. So I don't think that you could get a property for ten dollars, even if not. it does have a trailer on it that was a meth house. So, <laughs> um, right. for sure. So those are some great ways to to build wealth. I do, I do definitely believe in real estate. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know. It is a lot harder in in some places to buy real estate than it is in others, obviously. But if you can invest, investing is, is definitely a way to build wealth for sure. So uh, learning, learning ways, education, obviously, always, I don't think we are taught a lot about finances and how to budget, how to demolish debt, how to grow wealth as we grow up so learning those things and educating yourself on that even if you don't do it right away learning about it can help to reduce the stress about it and help to understand it and why you're in the position that you are and how to get out of it and that's a huge huge stressor and helps to kind of it perpetuates the situation that you're in so you want to get out of that because you don't want to have that stress on you all the time you know exactly right so you have written four books can you tell us a little bit about your books and what they address the names of them and how you can get them absolutely well first of all all four books are on amazon as well as my website karenford.org but the very first book that i wrote is and you can tell it's my very first book because the title is too long (laughs) and it's called 31 days to a greater understanding of money (laughs) lose your breath on that one it's a 31 day devotional because so many people like a little devotional each day and you can reread it every month Um, it's biblically based the second book i wrote which is my favorite book actually it's called money matters and it's number one on amazon and that book was entitled money matters for two reasons because money really does matter you have to have it to live and the second reason is because this book encapsulate all the matters surrounding money whether you need to learn how to budget the five steps to demolishing debt how to build wealth, ways to build wealth. And I also have a chapter on your thought life because so many times, let me just say this, thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits and habits become a way of life. So what we think is so very important because if you're thinking and saying, because how many of us think and then all of a sudden it comes out of our mouth, I'll never get out of debt. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never get out of debt. Well, guess what? You're never going to get out of debt. But if you will change your thought life and say, this is this debt's no big deal. It doesn't matter how much it is. This debt's no big deal. I'm going to get out of debt in make sure you don't say tomorrow if truly you're not going to get out of tomorrow but look at your timeline okay you know what this is this is really feasible i can get out of debt in six months or i can get out of debt in two years start speaking what you want instead of what you have i heard somebody say one time if you don't want that dog to come don't call it <laughs> so if you, if <laughs> that you is a great <laughs> analogy i love that 
That's so yeah, true. you know what that does? Don't call it. So don't keep saying what you're experiencing. Start saying what you want to experience. And before you know it, you're going to start believing it. You're going to start saying it. And thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become habits. Habits become a way of life. Before you know it, you're going to be moving in the direction of becoming debt-free, moving in the direction of uh, taking control of your money with a budget and moving in the direction of building wealth. You can tell I love that book. The third book I wrote was Money Nuggets. And it's a little mini book, has a lot of different quotes and it gets you thinking about money. It's a great stocking stuffer around Christmas time, but it's a mini book. And then my last book, which is on real estate, another favorite is called You Can Do It. It talks about ways to purchase properties, whether it's through a state auditor auction, a regular auction, foreclosure, through a realtor. And then what do you do with it when you get it? Are you going to flip it? Or are you just going to clean it up, put a little bit of lipstick on it and sell it to somebody else for them to flip? All ultimately to make a profit. Or if you want it as a rental property. And then I talk about leases and everything that encapsulates uh, around rentals. Uh, but that's the fourth book. You great. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. I think that's a lot of really great information. Um, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with today that you think that they need to know? Absolutely. First of all, it doesn't matter how much debt you have. If you got into debt, you can get out of debt. There is hope for your situation, no matter what your situation is. I agree. Absolutely. There's, there's always a way out, especially I think when we're young too, when we're in college, we're young, we're looking to buy a house, we're doing whatever we're doing, we're, we definitely get into debt, we get into situations, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can always work your way out of it and find ways to get yourself in a better situation and, and grow wealth and be better off than you were. We, we all get there. We all get into situations sometimes. And as you grow and age and learn, you get into better situations. That's just kind of how life is, right? That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Karen, so much for coming on the show. Karen uh, org. Uh, your four books are on your website, also on Amazon. You can find uh, Money Matters on the website or also on Amazon. And thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Gabby. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, all of this information will be on the uh, show notes. So you can find uh, the links to the books on the show notes and also the link to her website. And thank you all so much for listening today. We will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.